Everyone, Bonnie made a friend in class. Oh, she's already making friends. No, no, she literally made a new friend. I want you to meet Forky. Uh, hi. Hello. Hi. Ah. <gasps> He's a spork. Yes, yeah, I know. Forky is the most important toy to Bonnie right now. We all have to make sure nothing happens to him. Woody, we have a situation. I am not a toy. I was made for soup, salad, maybe chili, and then the trash. <gasps> Buzz, we've got to get Forky. Affirmative. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Lucky Dog Podcast. This is your host, Elias Roush. This podcast is sponsored by EliasRoushMedia.com. Photo, video, digital media. Get your media created with EliasRoushMedia.com. Today we are discussing Toy Story 4, directed by Josh Cooley. This movie was created in 2019, an hour and 14, sorry, hour and 40 minutes. Rated G. Here's the synopsis. Woody, Buzz Lightyear, and the rest of the gang embark on... A road trip with Bonnie and a new toy named Forky. The adventurous journey turns into an unexpected reunion as Woody, Woody's, si- Woody's slight detour leads him to a long last. <laughs> I can't speak. Woody's slight detour leads him to a long lost friend, Bo Peep. As Woody and Bo discuss their old days, they soon start to realize that they're two worlds apart when it comes to what they want from life as a toy. So once again, this is another deep, sentimental, amazing, cinematic, Pixar experience. Toy Story, everyone knows the trilogy is phenomenal. We've cre- we've already done podcasts on the first three. Yes, we've already pumped and released all of the Toy Story podcasts. So we're just dropping them like it's hot. So this is the final one so far. Hopefully, honestly, we don't need more Toy Story um, movies from this franchise, in my opinion. I think you got to stop. What's happening now is this is like playing the lottery. You don't always get your money back, if at all. So the Pixar movies were pretty much uh, like playing the lottery. So the first couple, you're winning your money back, you're winning your money back, you're winning your money back. And then the third movie, you hit the jackpot. And then the fourth one, I think they use that jackpot money again, but I think they're going to get exactly what they got at the end of the third movie. So essentially, you're getting your money back, you're not losing anything. I don't know if Toy Story 4 surpasses the superior episode, or I was going to say chapter 3, or whatever Toy Story 3 you want to say. I just think that the majority of people are going to say that the way Toy Story ended in number 3 was satisfying enough that we don't need another Toy Story. So do we need another Toy Story with Toy Story 4? Is there a reason for this to exist? Um, I'd say mostly yes. I, I, I think I'm at a mostly yes. The, the reason is... I've, I've said this several times that the third movie of Toy Story hits on all cylinders. It it literally fires on all cylinders. This movie was I'm trying to see if I can find the production budget. 
I can't find the production budget. Huh. I might have to put that in the show notes after we look. It's got to be, I mean, this, the third movie was on a $300 million budget. So, sorry, a $200 million budget. Um, so this is probably every bit of $200 million, if not more, which is crazy to think about an animated movie to spend that much. I mean, that's like real life money. So, um, yeah, there's a couple new characters that are introduced into this, uh, into this franchise. We have Tony Hale as Forky and we have Annie Potts returning as Bo Peep. Um, Michael Key is, uh, Ducky. And Madeline McGraw is Bonnie. Um, let me see. Uh, oh, and Christina Hendricks is Gabby Gabby. And Jordan Peele is Bunny. And we have Keanu Reeves as Duke Kaboom. And uh, Ali Maki as Giggle McDimples. And Jay Hernandez as Bonnie's dad. So we definitely have uh, a larger cast to uh, to what we already had. We already had a large cast. We had you know the original Tom Hanks to, uh, as Woody, Tim Allen as Buzz, um, you know the 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 regulars. On top of having you know Wallace Shawn as Rex, John Ratzenberger as Ham, Blake Clark as Slinky Dog, and uh, Don Riggles as Mr. Potato Head is. He he did pass away. Okay, so that that's why he didn't say anything. Okay, um, Don Riggles is Mr. Potato Head passed away, um, in April 6, twenty seventeen. Okay, so that that explains some things. So uh, the writers on this are John Laster, unfortunately, and then we have Andrew Stanton, and then we have Josh Cooley, um, the director, and Valerie Lapointe. Rashida Jones, I, I heard Rashida Jones and Will McCormick were originally the ones that were uh, shooting on this project, but they were taking, they decided to leave Pixar for whatever reason. I think they said the lack of diversity or lack of uh, women behind, you know, the camera or something like that. Um, yeah, and then we have uh, Stephanie Falsam with the original story credits by her. So let's go to Josh Cooley. Josh Cooley is the director of Toy Story 4. What did he do? What did he present to Pixar that showed that he could actually direct. He directed George and AJ in 2009, which was a, looks like an animation short. Riley's First Step, another uh, animation short. And then that brought him to uh, directing Toy Story 4. Good Lord, that he hardly, he didn't have any uh, features. This is his first uh, feature. Um, he was in the art department for Cars 2, Up, Calendar Confessions, Ratatouille, Cars, The Incredibles, Inside Out. He was uh, in the animation department for Brave. So he's been working all throughout Pixar for a very long time. Oh, Lord. He worked on a Mater on Cars, Mater's Tall Tales. <laughs> God, I hate that character. <laughs> um, so Josh Cooley, this is his directorial debut, it, it appears as. Um Kind of bold that they put him on Toy Story 4. I don't know. Kind of wish they would have put a woman. I don't know. So, uh, there is... There's a through line with all of the Toy Stories. First one, we're we're kind of secl we're secluded to mostly Andy's neighborhood. 
and pizza, you know, the pizza planet, the Chuck E. Cheese is kind of standing. Um, the second movie, we're secluded, we're stuck in the apartment, uh, and we're stuck in, or we're in Al's toy barn or whatever the fuck that was. And uh, let me see what else. The third movie, we are taken with the gang to, I think it was called Sunnyside, the uh, daycare. So that's, um, that was the third location that we pretty much are are at the majority of the time. Although the third movie definitely has a great uh, job with the pacing and always showing us new locales and not just sticking with one one place. And if we are sticking with one place, we're exploring it. I, I, I think I really like the... The fact that uh, these little guys, the, the, the toys are exploring all the places that they go. So there are new characters in this movie that I think are the fundamental problem of Toy Story 4. Forky is an interesting creation for the concept of Toy Story. Obviously, kids have been making imaginary uh, toys for I don't know how long, uh, but I, I it kind of surprises me that this is the first time they're addressing it. That you know that uh, a toy can be something that a, a kid creates. Um, he feels too much like a two dimensional character for me. I I think the kids are going to like him. I think majority of people are going to accept him. I think I might be in the outlier saying that I was not a big fan of Forky. Something about his uh, inability to make his own decisions, I guess, was... I found it a little bit annoying, I guess. Something about I, there's something about the character. He's always trying to get to the closest piece of trash because he feels like that's all he is, is trash. And he belongs in the trash can kind of thing. Uh it's kind of a joke, but it's also not really delve deep dive in. There's not a deep dive into it, is what I'd say. There's a. It feels like what Toy Story Four does is it raises a lot of questions and doesn't answer enough stuff. So, and and sort of makes uh, plot contrivances of characters that they normally wouldn't do in organic story making decisions, if that makes sense. Um, and that, this is all personal preference. Now hear me out. I've already watched the previous toy stories one through three, got the podcast out. So I'm very fresh on my toy story knowledge. So I very much felt like, the resolution of the movie didn't make sense in proximity to what the characters have been told and have been telling themselves for years now, for over 20 years. Um, and that that's ultimately my biggest problem is that the, there's something that happens at the very end of the movie that does not feel organic. And uh, a couple of things that lead up to the inorganic decision-making that make it feel... Uh, like it's not resolute or something like that. There was such a resolute ending at the end of Toy Story 3, it's hard to believe that this is the absolute resolute ending of Toy Story 4. I don't know. Uh, that is to Toy Story 4. Um, 
I think the visuals are some of the best they've ever been. I, I thought that Toy Story 3 was going to blow me out of the water, but I think Toy Story 4 is probably one of the best-looking movies when it comes to the franchise. Obviously, probably the graphics are the best. They put the best best of the best in it. Um, I think I'm going to like the movie better on a rewatch. Um, although... I felt when I was watching this movie, I I could see the similarities of this movie compared to other animation, recent animation um, movies such as like Goosebumps or uh, Stranger Things. Maybe not quite Stranger Things, but more or less like a Goosebumps type thing. I, I really felt like I was in that world. And honestly, this movie felt like it should have been a fall movie. It shouldn't... The fact that it's released in middle of June, but almost everything in the story takes place what feels like, you know, after August, definitely made it feel more like uh, one of those back-to-school movies, back to, uh, you know, in that realm. It felt like a fall movie, not a summer movie. Nothing wrong with that, but just something I observed. Um, Anything else? Music is wonderful in this movie. It doesn't it, it it doesn't lead you in a way is what I'd say. Um, the only problem with this is is that emotional through line with the antagonist of the movie. I really do think that the characters of Bonnie and uh, I think it, her name was Bonnie. What whatever the evil do, uh, sorry. I, I, I guess I'm giving a little bit too much away. Um, the antagonist, I just was not, I was not thrilled with them, with them I, I guess. Um, can't really say too much about it, I guess, in the spoiler-free section. I really don't want to spoil it. Um, let me see. I, I think the trailers kind of do a little bit spoiling in this, but... Uh, Honestly, the trailers had me prepared to just bawl my eyes out. And in the beginning of the movie, I was ready to as well. I felt, you know, the, a little bit of emotion when we see some of these flashbacks. Uh, but honestly, I felt just a little bit moved toward the end. But nothing was even remotely close towards what I felt at the end of Toy Story 3. I think that they really outdid themselves with the emotional through line and character development that happens throughout the first three, or at least the ending of the um, third movie, that the fourth movie, fe- it doesn't feel hollow. It's just... Uh, hollow is too harsh of a word, but it doesn't have the emotional motivation, I guess, that Toy Story 3 had the this is a spoiler for Toy Story 3 if you haven't seen it <clears throat> but uh by now you know that Andy gave his toys to Bonnie and that was a big emotional ending for that for that storyline i mean we're losing one of the main characters of the story and so by the end of this it feels like we're saying goodbye twice, I guess, if that makes sense. I don't know if, uh, I don't know. It's one of those things when you watch a really good movie and 
you're like, damn, that was a good ending. And then the movie continues for an extra 20 minutes and then gives you another satisfying ending. It's like, damn, that was another satisfying ending. So that's what this kind of felt like. It felt like this was just additional bonus material or something like that. It's sort of like how Toy Story 2 felt a little bit in a way. Just nothing you watched is really necessary, absolutely necessary, but it was uh, a nice heartfelt ride. The only difference is at the end of two, nothing really feels like it's accomplished. By the end of three, the whole story feels complete. The end of four, you're like, you know, how much more can we go? You know, how much more of the team can we, you know, really do this to? So, um, yeah, I I think that the new characters of Key and Peele, um, they... They definitely go for the sassy black uh, characters, which they're hilarious. But it's like, can you can you have some characters of color on there that aren't sassy and black? And I think that uh, well, well, there was a a lady on there that was a cop, a little toy cop. I don't know her name though. I'm trying to find her. That was uh, hanging out with. Oh wait, no, that was I think Allie. Allie Mackey was the uh cop my bad but um yeah this is a mega cast you got betty betty white in this bill Hader, patricia arquette damn i didn't even see it. like there's so many big names in here they're only in for like one or two lines it feels like not even in it that much so let me see if there's anything else that i can talk about in spoiler free section i know the there's probably a lot more that I'm not getting to at this moment. But anyways, I one thing about this movie is I really enjoyed the Bo Peep story. I felt like the first 10 minutes, 15 minutes maybe, I was like, oh lord, I'm not sure if I'm going to like this. Like it was a little bit uh, slacking a little bit. Um, I, I found it just... Um, dry not dry just kind of retreading some of the same storylines we had already looked over but once Bo Peep is reintroduced into the story which uh it it, it shows exactly what happens because in the third movie she's just gone um I guess they didn't get any pots back for that movie um but they brought her, brought her back for this I loved it. it they have a strong independent female without have to say I am a strong, independent female. I don't know why it's so difficult to say to to do that. And this was one thing the movie got right. I thought the concept of being uh, uh, a toy on your own is an interesting concept because the entire series is very much pressing that as an issue and saying you don't want to be on your own that's the worst thing that could happen you uh, you know you need an owner that kind of thing you need someone that takes care of you and loves you and gives you the attention and everything because it seems very much that these things need attention um you know the toys so i liked annie potts character as bo peep Let's hop into the spoiler section because I kind of think I'm running out of things to talk about in the spoiler free. 
We're in the spoiler-free section. Now we're going to the spoiler section. Now, now let's go over here. We in the spoiler. Okay, so we're in the um spoiler section of Toy Story 4. I just give you a little, you know, dance and time to pause it and go check the movie out and come back. So um, if you haven't seen Toy Story 1, 2, 3, um, I've maybe sort of spoiled a little bit of it. So make sure you go see those a little bit or at least check the podcast out and I'll, I'll give you the update on what happened on those. Um, but yeah, I've absolutely loved going back and watching this franchise. Um, I think the less is more with it. The fact that there's only four movies make it a lot more doable than having to go back and watch, you know, the Marvel, what was it? 20 something movies. So that was a lot more doable than doing, uh, you know, doing the latter. But, um, honestly, I need y'all to stop making these movies because, um, I don't think you're gonna. I don't think you're gonna top Toy Story three. I, I really don't think you're gonna top Toy Story three. Just the emotional through line of losing the owner of the original toys is just such a big deal. When it comes to losing Woody, going on to be his own, you know, independent toy with Bo Peep, it didn't feel natural to me. I. The whole movie, I was thinking there's two things that are wrong with this movie, and it's one, believing that a kid is going to need uh, the a fork uh, that she created one day at school, and that is her new favorite toy. That That was the least believable thing about the entire movie was that kids care about the art they make at school. I don't – I could be wrong. I don't have kids. As of right now, I don't have kids. So um, I can't say for sure, but the majority of kids I know that I'm aware of that, you know, cousins and uh, kids that are uh, kids that I know from, you know, parents that I know, they aren't playing with forks with googly eyes and stuff like that. Like I, I had a big problem trying to believe that Forky was that important of a character. And the whole story really hinges on what do you got what he's gotta get Forky? What he's gotta get Forky. Forky's gonna be gone. You know, Forky is what makes Bonnie happy, and that's what Woody's job is, is to make Bonnie happy. And then at the very end, once he gets Forky, he decides to go missing. Or he decides to go God, I don't know, uh go off with Bo Peep. It just feels counterintuitive to what the entire story has been telling. And there are subtle hints that say that, you know, Bo Peep is really enjoying being, you know, out and about and single and whatnot. There's just a sort of there there is an emotional through line of whether or not the uh the toys prefer to be on their own or with an owner and Evidently, Bo Peep is doing just fine, you know, out and about on herself with, you know, by herself. The thing is, it really does feel like Woody was a character that always needed to be around the presence of uh, an owner or a kid. And for him to make that just leap decision that he wants to stay with Bo Peep just seemed like um, inorganic. It just didn't seem organic. I didn't. I did not see the signs earlier that said, "Damn, I really want to. 
I really, uh, I really want to be independent. I don't want to be owned anymore. And the way that the marketing is kind of positioned, it is, it is very much like Woody's like, you know, Buzz, I'm getting old, you know, too old for this shit. And I need, uh, I'm going to need some backup whenever I can't, you know, move my ragdoll-esque arms anymore. And it's just like, I didn't really understand the thinking of him just leaving all of his friends all of a sudden. I mean, he's he's been more than willing to leave his friends on more than one occasion, uh, you know, to go save someone. But normally, I, I don't know... Woody comes off as a character that's very uh, rash, and he just makes very quick decisions on a whim. And I think that's been shown throughout the entire series. And I think this might want to be one of those things that he realizes, oh, shit, all my friends are gone. But the thing is, all of these characters are very capable capable of moving and getting around even five miles is apparently nothing for a toy to walk so um you know i I guess we could technically see the the gang get back together there's just like a couple of things about this movie that really did irk me and that was that was one of them woody didn't have an organic through line of saying i wanted to be alone or i i only wish i was with uh bo peep um let me see. Um, I didn't believe Forky was a fantastic character. I got some good laughs from him. I didn't think that emotionally that it, it drove the point, though. I it, it was kind of in part of I didn't believe that a kid would <laughs> would be sleeping with a fork over the, the baby dolls they already have. I've never seen that in my life. Um, could be wrong. It I would believe it if if there was something about that fork that really stood out to her or maybe the fork talked to her or something like that or just something just there they didn't sell enough of why she was obsessed with uh forky and uh i did i did enjoy the comedy that uh tony hill brought i thought the you know the why am i alive kind of existential crisis kind of thing is it's an interesting question, and they open up some, you know, uh, they they bust open some doors with that question, that concept. Um, what else do we have? Bo Peep, um, like I said, love the independent independence she has, then the skunk car and whatever the fuck, and uh, the sheep are driving it around. That shit's pretty funny. Um I think it was the the antagonist baby doll. I don't remember her name. Of, was her name Gabby Gabby? Uh, I think it was her name. I think she was played by Christina Hendricks. And she does a phenomenal job in that voice. The thing is, there's a through line with Christina Hendricks' baby doll needing the voice box that is within Woody. Woody has this big thing against it, like, whoa, fuck no, you can't have it, you know, you're not doing surgery on me, and then it becomes this big uh, spuel that, it just becomes this big, uh, big pressing issue that he can't remove his voice box, which should have come back around, so there's two things about the voice box, um, 
clearly the baby doll could talk. She just didn't have a voice box so she could talk to the human. So I wanted the fact that Woody had to remove his voice box to give to her to mean something. And quite honestly, if you dive deep into it, there's no repercussions that happened from Woody giving away his voice box, which why didn't he just do that before? If he was willing to give his voice box away before, he could have taken Forky and they all could have left in no time. But because he made a big deal about it and then eventually gave into it, it just makes it seem like it was just strung out. It was just strung out for absolutely no reason. And because there's no repercussions in it, it makes it seem like, why didn't you get to give it to her in the first place? So there, that that's one of my biggest issues with Toy Story 4. A lot of small issues when it comes down to it, and I wonder if that was where the Rashida, Rashida Jones plot line had run amok or if that was, if that's where she had written Intel and they were like, oh, wait, we got to do this. You know, like studio tampering came in at the end of that. So I definitely feel like there are maybe more than maybe too many cooks in the kitchen on this project, mostly because they didn't exactly have a focused through line of the second act of the movie didn't sell to me that Woody wanted to be on his own. And that's kind of what was really important. Um, once again, I love the the side characters kind of doing their own thing. Buzz, they always find a new way to reset Buzz. I didn't really talk about this in Toy Story 3, but in Toy Story 2, they kind of reset him by introducing a secondary Buzz. In Toy Story 3, they literally reset the Buzz, you know, Buzz Lightyear. And then in Toy Story 4... I'd say they they give Buzz his own thing to do, but he's also very much interacting and head of the pact, uh, head of the gang whenever Woody's not there. And Woody's not there a ton of the time. Um, so yeah, uh, I I enjoyed Toy Story 4 for the most part. The thing is those plot contrivances are, are rough. Um, they have these... Um, ventriloquist, uh, am I saying that, uh, right? Puppies, puppies, puppets, <laughs> ventriloquist, uh, puppies, <laughs> no, puppets, uh, that are creepy as fuck, but they reminded me so much of Goosebumps that I was like, this is, feels more or less like a ripoff of Goosebumps. Um, so yeah, there, there was, uh, a big, moment at the end of the third act where, or kind of the middle of the third act where I think it's Gabby Gabby is being picked up by, it's not Bonnie, but it's Harmony, I think. And Harmony is looking at her and she's like, oh, she's so beautiful. She's so wonderful. And then drops her immediately in the bin saying, ah, I don't need her. And it is like fucking like, damn, fucking took the antagonist heart and just stepped on it. And, uh, yeah, it, it's like seeing that type of filmmaking is what I wanted more of just to, you know, some more emotional beats on it that weren't just, uh, these contrived ways of keeping everyone together. So something about, uh, this antique shop brought back, the feeling I had in Toy Story 2 when we were staying in uh, 
in the dude's apartment too long. I felt, looking back on it, I feel like we're in the 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 antique store entirely way too long. And uh, it, it's a creepy little shop. The thing is, I don't find it that interesting. And the antagonists are kind of weak. So that's uh, kind of my take on Toy Story 4. Um, I'm interested to see if they're going to wait another 10 years or something for Toy Story 5. Because uh, the first one was in 95. Second one's 99. Third one was in 2010. So the first two were within the first four years, and they waited 11 years to do the third one. And then they waited another nine years to release the fourth one. So based on that criteria, it looks like we might have to wait at least eight to 12 years <laughs> for the fifth Toy Story. And uh, I undoubtedly, I'm just going to make predictions that they're going to bring Woody. They're going to bring Bo Peep. I think they're all, I think, uh, I want to say they're, they're going to come back or they'll do a soft reboot. I think that. Toy Story could be left alone for 10 years, and then they do a soft reboot, and that would be fine. Um, and then they could probably do, you know, tell. I'm really surprised they don't do Toy Story television, because these characters are just relentlessly funny to hang out with, and you just want to just chill with them, honestly. So, honestly, if there are 20-minute Toy Story episodes that came out even, uh, you know, once a week or once every couple weeks, I would be down to watch those because the shorts are just, I'm sure, just phenomenal. The thing is, the quality is just not ever going to be as high as they are in the movies, and that's the only jarring thing about it. So, Toy Story 4, we kind of did a relatively quick summary in it. I guess 33 minutes isn't that quick, but um, we finally did it. We would, we, we've done Toy Story 1, 2, 3, and now 4. I will say this is probably about an 8 out of 10. I am being kind of generous. I was leaning more until 7 out of 10, but 7 is more like average. 8 is above. So it's kind of sad that we're, we're finally at the end of it. Uh, Toy Story 4. And there aren't any memorable phrases that I can say with the exception of, you know, and beyond, but uh, I uh, I don't know. There's no so long partners on this, but uh, maybe let's just leave it until next time, partner. In case you know we come back, if we still have a podcast in ten years, that would be crazy. If I said I've been podcasting for ten years, oh my lord, what have I done with my life? <laughs> so uh, at least you all have been there for the ride. I, I appreciate you listening and. Anyone that's kept up with us, and if if you're a little late to the party, go back and check all the the podcasts out. We kind of did a deep dive. We tried to, you know, dissect the the good stuff, the nitty gritty of uh, Toy Story. But uh, I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the Luckdale Podcast. Check out all the social media applications, all the uh, all the social medias that uh, all the kids are using these days. We have a PayPal link to donate if you're feeling inclined. Um, PayPal.me slash the Lucky Dog Podcast. Um, if you got a dollar, two dollars, ten dollars, whatever you got, all helps. Um, 
Comments, questions, concerns, the Lucky Dog Podcast at gmail.com, Twitter, Lucky Dog Podcast, Facebook. The Facebook group is linked below. Twitch, twitch.tv slash Lucky Dog Podcast to interact with us on uh, Twitch and chat. And uh, Instagram, instagram.com slash the Lucky Dog Podcast. Be sure to check out all of the Lucky Dog Podcasts we have coming down the tube. We just covered Toy Story 3, Toy Story 4. All of the Toy Stories are now released and um we have released uh men in black international 2019 rocket man 2019 godzilla king of the monsters 2019 and the new Lil nas x 7 ep it is his new album that is uh featuring the song called panini on there so <laughs> so figure out all that uh by listening to the look at all podcast um, so thank you for listening to Love and Hell Podcast and until next time, partner. Take it easy. You'd be surprised. Bonnie? We're going home for you. God only knows why I'm coming. On my way, Woody. To infinity and beyond. God only knows. Kids lose their toys every day. I was made to help a child. I don't remember it being this hard. Woody, somebody's whispering in your ear. 